Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast all about performers' nightmares. And, 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 um, yep, that's it. Yeah. It happened again. I'm Luke Fagenbush. I'm Luke goddamn Fagenbush. That's right. That's right. We learned Luke's full name <laughs> in this episode. Uh, and, and, and I'm sitting here with. Have I not said my name I yet? I don't think. I don't I'm think Lauren Hutton. My brain, it, I don't know what it's doing lately, man. Uh, we talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, there's no guest on this episode, just no, to pull that rug guest out. Guestless. That's, I don't want to say it that oh, way. And. <laughs> Sounds dirty. We really, we're performers. Yeah, but we don't get to do it together that often. And no, definitely and not. We, we also don't get to talk about our own performances. Um, did, do you feel better now? Yeah, it was a catharsis. It Hell was yeah. a laugh. It was a tearjerker. You you experienced a lot on this episode. I didn't even notice. Yeah, a lot of it was inner, so you won't hear or see me cry. But I feel like that's your yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's your mode. Is there's Don't just a lot behind the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had a couple of shows this past couple weeks that we were both on that uh, were, were they were in varying degrees. Yeah, uh, I will say you do get the bomb on this one. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> it's not a spoiler, but <laughs> one of the shows could have gone better for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, keep a, an eye out for Burrito Fest. You uh, want to shoot 13th that and May fourteenth at the Comet? Hell yeah, that's the that's the whole episode. It's a commercial for Burrito Fest <laughs> wrapped around us. You did that. I mentioned it at the end, and I took for <laughs> fucking ever to find a poster. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I hope everyone shows up and they cut me in. <laughs> Enjoy the episode, everyone. As way. you press record, for the record. <laughs> That's a fun sentence. As you press record, for the record. Is <laughs> yeah, it redundant? It works, it works two ways. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but now that we're recording, what's your favorite thing about Justin? <laughs> to recap from last week. <laughs> no, my favorite thing about Justin is that he has one of the traits that I love about like the type of people that I've surrounded myself with. And that's that... There's something very unique about the way that they experience the world. Yes. And that comes out when you have a conversation with these people. Uh, I, th I think you and I are like the manila line that runs down through a whole field of crazy. Because you do that too. You collect weird people. Yeah, I'll say. I, I, I noticed that, that pattern a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Not to name I any just, names. I... I do like having friends where I, I don't get bored very easily. Because do you get bored really easily? Weirdly enough, if if it's not something I'm into and I can be into stuff that's kind of boring, like yeah, but you, like, you've been secondhand in my chess addiction. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and but that's a if I'm not thing. absorbed in it, then especially with people i get bored pretty easily yeah well i don't know people are i 
I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. A person can be fine. <laughs> People are not great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really wish I could make that idea funnier, but every time I try and present it from the stage, people are just like, I agree with you, but tell a joke. <laughs> it, it might also be the thing where I, I like, I like responding with a baseline and then getting crazy. But if I meet another person who's just responding with like, the nice, like, baseline, friendly, happy kind of point of view. We just keep doing that back and forth. Yeah, you just keep <laughs> hearing it, and it's just pleasantries. It's like, okay, they're not picking up on, like, part of this is I, ironic. At least I, I want it to be. I like, it I, to I'm be. not interested in the weather at all. <laughs> this is just going to be a story I tell one of my weird friends later about, like, I met another one of me, and it was boring as hell <laughs> well they're they're out there i don't i don't want to name names but there there's some comics that works the same way and it's like we we usually don't have like polite conversation this long because all of our friends don't let us right <laughs> right we just we match the same type of <laughs> i don't mean to derail us but do you have a lighter handy i seem to have oh i know there was one hold on this is how you know we don't have a guest. Because <laughs> this is the podcast. Us looking for a lighter. I don't have one in my bag. I thought I did. I have a thermometer. Do you think I can hotwire that to light this thing? Also, what happened to my lighter? I feel like you should have more lighters. Luke, God damn it, Fagenbush. There is, just come back and sit down. I went electronic, so I don't need them. Did the couch, yes. We got this, we got this. Did you notice I had to use your middle name? Uh, well, run that middle name by me one Luke, more time. Luke, God damn it, <laughs> Fagenbush. <laughs> told me. <laughs> Yeah, we, um, it's definitely not the case that someone canceled on us and we asked somebody else and they couldn't do it. We, no, no, just we we're bad it, at scheduling. No, we'll take no, the hit here. No, we thought it was a good idea to just kind of sit back with our two co hosts and have like a retrospective, just kind of sit in what the podcast is, bounce ideas back and forth. That's how we're spinning this? I mean, that's we're just how gonna, I was gonna sit. Try. You said we're gonna sit in it like a fart in an elevator. Like, what the fuck do you mean? I do think our podcast is does, a fart in an elevator. Share a lot of traits with elevator gas because it's subtle. Yeah, you kind of it's a slow burn. You're looking around. You you don't know all the people, but you, you're experiencing you, something. You together. don't know who to blame it on. That is valid. <laughs> Whose fault is this? This is why is this happening to us? This is less of a retrospective and more of a council of Nicaea. Is that? I can't wait until I hear the ding, so I know it's over. <laughs> oh God, that's too real. Our music has a ding in it. <laughs> oh God. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I like what we do. I wouldn't change it for the world. No. 
I've said this to you many times. The only reason that I keep doing anything is because of the people that I'm doing it with. It's the only reason I've been at the job that I've, I've been at for as long as I have, because I, I actually like the people I work close with. Yeah. The only reason I keep doing this podcast is because I like doing it with you. Um, the only reason that I do anything is because I like the people that I'm doing it with, which is terrifying. Yeah, if it if it was a bad time, we would have stopped way before now. Yeah, for it, sure. It, it can only be the fact that it's fun that keeps us going because there are no other reasons to do this. <laughs> None. There's no financial reasons to keep going. There's no. I mean, this doesn't give me any. It doesn't warm me. It doesn't feed me. This doesn't keep a roof over my head. Um. No. No. Um. Fills the, me the, up emotionally, baby. <laughs> I do, I do leave here with a full tank, just in a heart full of love. Thought you said full tang and I was about to punch you. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not going back. Yeah. How many running? We, we definitely, I realized on one of the recent podcasts, we mentioned Christopher Lloyd two times back to back. Yeah. And I'm lot. pretty sure that happened in another episode, the exact same way. And I responded in the exact same way where I have said the words, we made a real tight loop around Christopher Lloyd. Just then. <laughs> no, are you serious? Usually Holy it takes shit. longer than how, it, it, however many episodes we have. That's not long enough to say that twice. That's, I mean, but here's the thing, dog, like we haven't done that much. Like it's, I mean, it's not that surprising that we're repeating ourselves. <laughs> we're not that old. We don't have a shit ton of life experience. I mean, realistically, we have like at most eight, eight good years of life experience. Yeah. And I wouldn't even count all of mine. No, 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 yeah. no. I would I, that was combined. That was me plus you. <laughs> we got eight good years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, it makes sense that we're going to repeat ourselves a little bit, but that's why we don't do this every time we bring in a third person with a to whole mix it up. Yeah. New experiences, new talk. But we haven't, we haven't not had somebody shuffle in and play babysitter before. What do you, what do you mean by that phrase? Cause I feel like people come in, they're like, Oh, we're doing your podcast. Like, no, you keep us in line yeah. you yeah. you keep a real tight leash around us and we're <laughs> that we don't know too well so yeah. we're just gonna slip off these human skins and r run around <laughs> like like where people <laughs> i should ask you to explain sentences more <laughs> A, a, a where person is a person who is either gifted or cursed, depending on the camp you talk to, with uh, the trait that they will transform halfway into another animal. Or we're completely there's some there's some stories. I'm always disappointed by a werewolf story where they transform and they're just like a big dog. Like, yeah, no, that's show, not fun. I, I want I want a half wolf. Half yeah, yeah. Man. You got to be twelve foot tall with yeah. like crazed like half human. It's got to walk upright. Yeah, yeah. Got to walk by choice. Upright. They can still like run run faster on all exactly fours. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to be versatile. Um, how do we feel about wall climbing? Like squirrel, like just ch 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 cross the ceiling. Um, if they're clambering over buildings, I don't. I don't like a straight vertical wall climb because that's really not a wolf trait. Nah, that's vampire shit. Yeah. That's yeah. vampire shit. That's Is this the podcast now? <laughs> Werewolves and vampires? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many fucking dumb tropes can we accidentally fall into? 
Well, I mean, when you have Hold. a podcast that you're constantly just falling into one conversation <laughs> after another with a loose format of tell us one of your failures while we bullshit over top of you for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I like our format. We should we should circle around to some comedy conversations. I've got some failures in the bank. Well, I mean, that's 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 kind of part of why we were just like, well, we don't need a guest this week. We yeah, were on shows together, man. Built up some, and I don't think I quote unquote bombed at either of the shows that we did. I, I don't think you did either. I, I will gracefully disagree with you on one of those. Because okay. I can't, I can't feel good about what happened if I don't consider those first five minutes a bomb. Oh, okay. We'll okay. we'll get into that. <laughs> I I definitely felt like I didn't do great at Urban Artifact. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm allowed allowing myself to feel good about it because, like, well, let's start at the beginning of the week. You want to like start chronologically? At 20s? Yeah, yeah, we'll go in order. Okay. Well, twenties is is great because um, Nick. Nicholas Noble. <laughs> Nicholas Noble. Hannah Youngholm ran it for a while during the summer and they did a great job. And the guy currently running it, Brandon Sanborn, is back from the Air Force. He's, oh, that's where he went. Fighting form, which he, I think I said in the show, he was before. I don't know why he went to basic training when he, he was built like a, like a Schwarzenegger. I find it interesting he's he got in the Air Lundgren. Force. He is enormous and like you wouldn't... He showed up like that. Yeah. 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 He's like, okay, you're obviously already a killing machine and you came here so you're sort of obedient. Like, what What are we... Do you... Are you just gun stupid? Nah. If we give you a gun, will it just fall apart in your hand? He was in boot camp for six weeks to reduce his shoulders so he could fit in the fighter pilot. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Unless you want to be a super soldier. Six weeks we, we do not Brandon. have uniforms for you. <laughs> How does this? Uh, Unless you want to go fit? on the Captain America juice, <laughs> you're gonna need a tailor, and we don't have the expenses. <laughs> Let's be honest; they probably have more than enough money. Yeah, dude. Freak yeah, the Air Force has a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. Do you know how much a freaking F nine or what? Is, no, F nineteen. Is that a plane? Uh, let's say it is. The one I don't the, know. The cool, really cool, like <laughs> stealthy one that was all black and looked like a oh, bunch yeah. of triangles. Those are the prices are inflated too. Cause inflated is that how they fly on inflation <laughs> <laughs> yeah dirgibles but no if you're a government contractor and you know the military budget yeah are you gonna charge bottom of the line to put together a stupid jet <laughs> yeah that's true that's very i mean it's the same thing dude like I've, uh, I've heard horror stories about like government contractors just running empty trucks across the desert and getting paid millions for it are you serious yeah I mean, that kind of makes sense because like you can get paid 26 bucks an hour to hold a stop slash slow sign on a street. Yeah. And the, your job could be taken by a post. <laughs> I mean, no, because a post can't communicate with the other post to like spin at a certain like oh, yeah, number of yeah. cars. Okay. You got me. I mean, you could build a thing that does that. They a just haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Temporary stoplight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but they won't because of unions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why unions are good. They I stop progress. 
<laughs> I feel like we landed on the wrong side of this issue. That's more of a we're kind of tossing the baby out right now. <laughs> Don't we always fucking do that? There's just a pot solved it. <laughs> oh my god, I love how our podcast just became a dead baby joke. That's that takes me right back to junior high. Yeah, but twenties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll circle back to it. Yeah, Brandon is a great dude. He runs that show very well as well. Didn't he do it before Nick and yeah, Hannah? Yeah, had? Nick yeah. Nick and Hannah were just substitute hosting. Okay, that's the whole dynamic. Yeah, and the class could have been better behaved. I feel. Like. You mean the audience? Is that what yeah, you mean by yeah. class? Hi, I, what do you mean better behaved? Well, uh, here's the problem. Okay. I had to jet after my set and I went up early. So I don't, I have no idea how like the second half of the show went. Oh, well, the, it was good because Brandon had his people out. He apologized for the amount of people that showed up. And I'm like, dude, you do not know what a comedy show is because seven to ten people is great in my book. Is uh, that how many people were there? Uh, I feel like it about. I thought it was wh- more What was than your that. count? Okay, yeah. Because like 12, it was like 13? a hoop of couch in front of the stage. There was a couch hoop. And that was fully rimmed. Yeah. I like saying <laughs> it that way. And that I would Our say. couch hoop was rimmed. <laughs> I would say that's a minimum of six people. Okay. And then there were two people in this table to the left of the stage. Yeah. There were uh, weed, sm- cool weed smoking girls to the left of the stage. There right. were some fratty people. And oh, that was Brandon's mom, it turns out. Really? Yeah. Glad I didn't say anything to her. Sh- oh, God. When I. Okay. That's fun. That's fun to know for later. <laughs> yeah. I would say there was at least 10 people there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Which is minimum not bad. 10. Minimum 10, which isn't bad for that room. It was type 2 begin with. I thought you were going to say it was type 2 diabetes, and I was going to be like, great, Luke has another (laughs) thing to explain. No, yeah, it was a little tight. Like, uh, I, I had a weird interaction with, like, Billy's set. Because first of all, Brandon didn't Brandon didn't do like he did like two jokes and then was like, "Here's Billy." Didn't do very much time jokes. up top. No, I love you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tight up top. Billy got him finally. You know, yeah. got him in. Uh, I felt incredibly awkward through the entire experience because I was sitting there minding my own business, and then like maybe three minutes into Billy's set, John Holmes comes over to me and goes, "Hey, do you want to let some people sit here?" And I turned and looked and saw no people. And I thought he was fucking with me, but I wasn't sure. So I collected my parcels <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll move. It's a safe assumption. Somewhere. <laughs> and then as soon as I stand up, I see the table behind me, the furthest seating away from the stage has four people packed into it. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, I had no idea. And then I turned, I looked, I saw there was nowhere to be. And I was like, okay. I'll just go upstairs and act like a weirdo. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. And then I was like, well, I have to be nearer to the stage for okay. when Billy I, I is done. I wondered where you went. I come back downstairs. Now I'm being a weirdo by the bathrooms. John then comes to me again and says, will you come sit down and stop acting like a school shooter? <laughs> <laughs> You know, he has a way to comfort the anxious mind, doesn't he? (laughs) I looked him in the eyes and I was like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm getting ready for my set. Lied to his face. I was just (laughs) nervous about not knowing where to sit. And he was 100% calling me out on it. Kudos to you, John. (laughs) And then, you know, Billy, like I said, he totally had him and I went up and I was, it was, uh, it was fine. I had fun. I, I was a big fan of your set and I actually had the thought of like, oh, I'm going to have to follow this. (laughs) Because they right. were you responsive. I was surprised because I took a big swing up top and invaded yeah, the which room. which worked. 
Thank God. It's never worked before. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many times I have done that stupid thing where it's like, I got a wireless microphone. I'm going to come and I've, be in your I've space. I've seen at least three. And one of those was, oh, <laughs> was it Ray Moose Morrison's room? <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's an old, an older man. I, I feel like he has military involvement too, and it was like a country-ish bar. It okay to put it in perspective. It's a tiny little hole-in-the-wall place that's like a renovated house in the middle of like the the suburban West Side. Okay, okay, yeah. And there's one room off to off of the bar. Yeah. Then there's the bar, and you can it's straight shot. You can see him through the doorway. And I was told it would be DJing and then comedy. And what I show up to is Ray Moose Morrison in a room alone <laughs> with music that's way too loud, just thumping. You Okay, if you're in the rest of the bar... I think he's half deaf. That music was incredible. The thing is, if you're in the rest of the bar, the music sounded decent. But he was playing it, like you said, in a room off by himself with just a doorway bleeding into the just bar room. Just fist bumping. Just Dude, nodding along. so loud. And he's not like someone you would think of as a DJ. It's like someone who was watching a DJ booth for his nephew. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my nephew's outside smoking. He'll come and change the song in a minute. And it's just sandstorm on repeat. <laughs> he, he looks like... Somebody who would complain about the Beatles playing on top of the Apple building if they had an apartment that was there. Oh, my like, God. Could you cut this racket down? <laughs> he does sound like he... He looks like he would sound British. Right? <laughs> but he's pretty country. Yeah. He has a he has a uh, an English bulldog demeanor to him, and yeah. then he opens his mouth, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then... We had this wireless mic and we start the open mic for five comedians. Yeah. It was me, you, Tremarco was there. Mm. Uh, someone else showed up. Was it Big Raspberry? I can't remember if it was. I, anyway, there were a couple of other people there, yeah. but it was not um, It was not a long list by any means. No. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't work there uh, because yeah. they were not. Like we make jokes all the time about an open mic being like, you know, a bombardment on an ambush. Yeah, yeah. An ambush <laughs> that, that I was literally ambushing them. Like I was getting in between conversations and screaming into a microphone and that I couldn't hear. He was all for it. He loved that. The audience, I don't think did, but no, they didn't because I, I saw it up. Close. I, I, I was going up after you and he was like, and don't be afraid to use the stage. You go on out there. You, you saw what Lauren did. I'm like, I'm going to stand a comfortable distance away from the bar <laughs> and do the show in the doorway. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to feel safer. I, think. <laughs> I literally paced every single person up and down in that bar. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times going into the audience and like fucking around with them and laughing and joking. That and works if they're an audience. Yes. That's not what it was. No. It was a <laughs> madman with a microphone screaming to every single person in the bar fishing for a reaction that he was not going to get. Yep. And but at 20s, at 20s, when you stepped off the stage, big laugh, you yeah, walked around worked. a little bit, you're, and you were loose, and you always sound professional. Even Aww. if you tell the audience you don't know what you're going to say, like, <laughs> you don't stop halfway through sentences and trail off like me. <laughs> That's right. I succinctly tell people I'm not prepared. Yeah, you're prepared and that you have a complete thought. 
<laughs> it's so interesting that you say that, g- given that we have another show to talk about after 20. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so oh, in love with the fact I, that we're I doing do, this. I do selfishly. I'm, I'm like, how did that set actually go? Like, I, <laughs> because I... I know how I feel after the set and I'm always like, I want someone who wasn't in my anxious brain or wasn't riding the high of three laughs to be like, exactly, dude. I had no idea that twenties went that well. I genuinely thought that I was skating by on this, by the skin of my teeth. Well, I think it was a really tight room. Billy didn't get a ton of laughs, but he was opening the show. Right. And then you were still in the breaking them open phase. And that was the first time they were really responding like a comedy show. Right. And your jokes were landing. I mean, it did feel good, but the, the main reason it felt good is because I, I was, we've said it many times. Comedy is the best when you do not give a shit. Mm -hmm. And I 100% gave zero fucks about what I was going to say on that stage. (laughs) Uh, mainly because I had this idiotic, uh, cocky idea in my head that I was like, I know what I just did at the contest. Following that, I did that weird 420 show, uh, where I thought I was going to die and fall off the stage. Cecilia Laird? Yeah. Yeah. Fun show. Uh, I was shaking nervous the whole time because I thought I was going to fall off of the weird makeshift uninsured stage that they put together. Uh, and so based off of that, I was just like, you know what? There's like six or eight people directly in front of us. And then I didn't. I riffed around my jokes and made new ones and wrote from the stage. And that was really fucking exciting. Yes. It's part of the reason I don't really know how well I was doing yeah. because I know I was getting enough of a reaction, just enough to clock. Okay, maybe that'll work later. Uh, but that was a fun show. How did you do? Like I said, I um, had to jet as soon I, as I, I got I felt off. good. Good. about it and there were spaces where it's like okay they're not completely into the show but big laughs on 75 percent of my punches hell yeah dog good. yeah and then the riffs were like probably about the same if not a little under that because i went up and I, I oh i feel like a piece of shit because i use the same joke at the top of the podcast about how brandon sandboard <laughs> <laughs> So at that oh, point, God. it wasn't a riff. But when I said it, it was, all right? <laughs> Just about oh, Brandon Sandborn is like, if he showed up to the army base, I would have been like, we already did this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I said that, and that got great. a good response. And then Billy had talked about uh, Tim Allen a ton during my set. And so... You talked you about Tim that? Allen during your set or during his set. That sorry. makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but during my set, I called back to Tim Allen and they were like, ah, and then I drove in even harder <laughs> like, because the beginning joke was like, is like, oh, a bunch of weird looking white guys feels like tool time to me. And nobody was. Like, and then I'm like, you are aware there was a comedian slash actor named Tim Allen in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> And Brandon's mom was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got a laugh about, uh, you know, those steps. So they had steps up to a cellar door. The show's in the basement and there were candles set out. It looked like we were filming in like a makeshift Temple of Doom setup for a wax museum. (laughs) And then in one of my setups, in the one you don't want a distraction from where I can't just drop it. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, there was like a knocking on the cellar door and I just ignored it through that. 
it kind of <laughs> it, it worked, but it, the laughs could have been more if there wasn't like knocking. And then I'm like, oh, you, they should uh, they should either come in or go around. But it looks like Kevin McAllister planned for them coming in because there were all those <laughs> candles on the steps. Nice. And they didn't laugh at that, but they laughed at me calling all my references 20 years old. So Okay, so they agreed with you, with you when you were introspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, but yes, we're also here. I'm not going to just repeat my set. I think it went, I, I would call it a B. A B? Yeah. See, now that's good. It was a good show. Yeah. And then Urban Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> And here's the thing, dude, like, like I said, a lot of the things that I had never said or thought before, just like fun new tags to specifically uh, before, before we leave twenties. Oh, okay. And we can, we can edit this out if we do. John Holmes asked where you were and I had texted you and he's like, oh yeah, he, he had to leave. He's like, I hope it wasn't because it's something I said. And I'm like, huh? what, what did you say? He's like, oh, that you can't do that and call it comedy. <laughs> No, he just said I was a school shooter. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're leaving that shit in for sure. If I was ever not going to edit something, it's that. (laughs) I don't know if he actually talked to you after his set because... (laughs) No. Okay. That's 100% something John was saying. He lied and said he did that too. Fucking love I, you, John. That's I great. love John so much. That's amazing. Yeah, um, no, I, I went upstairs and I was freaking out because, like I said, that it's good enough to keep. And I rushed upstairs and I whip out my notebook to try and write down all the things because I don't record my sets because I'm not a good comedian. Oh, yeah, I don't either. And I'm blanked. I don't know if it's like the adrenaline from the stage or I'm just staring at the fucking paper and I can't. I'm just like... What, did, what jokes did I do? How did I open? What did I do? What just happened? <laughs> God damn it, fugue state. <laughs> and then Billy comes up and pats me on the back. And he's like, good job, buddy. That was really good. And I was like, I can't remember anything I just did. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a text from Leah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. I have to get back home. So I rush home. And on the way, like, at least one of the new things triggered and I was like, sick. Okay, cool. I have something that I can I can try again, see if it's actually working. I wrote a new thing today. That's exciting. Uh, well, Millions is tonight. I hear it's like a pretty good mic, and I think it's produced at least two comedy champions <laughs> as far as people moving on in the contest. I've heard. <laughs> if we stop recording on Sunday, will you stop plugging your open mic? <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to happen more frequently when we record on Sunday. (laughs) On first and third Sundays, you would say? (laughs) Yes, it's weird. It's weird how it falls that way. (laughs) Oh, but uh, 20s is a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Urban Artifact happened. Okay, Urban Artifact happened. It did. And I will say, good times. (laughs) But before, and don't take this the wrong way. You're you're on the short you were on the short list to be booked at Urban Artifact, but this was this show was a real bitch to book. What do you, how do you mean? Because uh, no one wants to work with me. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's on board. 
That's why the poster changed. God damn it. They made it look like they changed me, but they actually, it was a whole different poster under there. Well, uh, one of the comedians couldn't be there because of a funeral. And then a- another of the comedians couldn't be there because of COVID. And Fair. Uh, then I'm rebooking it. And then I'm like, hey, this poster says a different date. It was always on fourth Sundays. We said that, right? And I talked to my co-host and he's like, yeah, fourth Sundays, the 29th, right? And I'm like, um, look at my calendar. The fourth Sunday is not a 29th. Oh, and he's God. like, get a calendar. Oh, God. And I counted the dates and it was a fifth Sunday. So oh. I had to re-message all the comedians and make sure they could make it on the 29th. Oh, my God. And then one of them couldn't. And then the one who had COVID could. And then I crawled on my hands and knees to Lauren Hutton. <laughs> and I said, please do my show. Please. <laughs> Oh my god, that makes me feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad because Shockweiler had to remake the poster a couple times. <laughs> oh shit. No, I, I I have struggled with uh constantly falling from the heights of my inflated ego. And I thought, yeah, I got asked to do a couple things because no, I won the that's contest. That's why I prefaced it. <laughs> I, I would have asked you anyway on the next show or the show after that. That's why you were on the list. <laughs> I just asked we'll this. give him a couple months, see if he quits again. <laughs> 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 fair, fair. Again, very fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now you spent yours on a, uh, a last minute booking, so you won't see it for another year. So no, that's perfectly fine, dog. It was it was really <laughs> fun to be on a couple of shows with you within a week. Like that was fun. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Yeah, uh, we would. We did. Did we do Deller's Mike? show together to uh, yeah we did okay we that did might have that. been the last one and that was last summer mm. or before it was, it was definitely in the before four time in in a wonderful <laughs> smoothie shop yeah Does it was he last still do those? summer no no he doesn't That's but sad. that was that was good it was good when it was good <laughs> where's he gonna sell his merch if he's I... not doing a show Anywhere, just throw a dart at a map. (laughs) The Deller numbers will move themselves. Deller Nation forever. We're getting them into the UN. He's just following the zombie dog's travel schedule with his car. We're going to get Deller Nation into the UN before Finland. (laughs) And Russia's going to be pissed. Oh my fucking god! And it's just, it's just gonna be Austin, De- the one <laughs> citizen of Deller Nation. It's gonna it's be, gonna so be him in a suit. I have he, to go to all the things. He's gonna say the N word so many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my we need God. to get him on the podcast. We really so we do. Can, we, can, we really do. So that yeah. we can get him to explain who he's talking about with all these Facebook posts that seem vaguely posted at nobody. Hit me up, Austin Deller. <laughs> were you on the fun one of those shows? Because there was one that was fun and there was one that was the show was okay. I can't remember because I not only was on one, I also actually, it was one of the few shows that I just went to. Like, it happened to be on nights that I was able to get out and just go see a show. And I can't remember uh, which of it was that I was on. The one I remember the most was the one that Mr. uh, um, uh, Oh, not Mr. uh, Not Mr. Bikey. What the fuck? 
Uh, I can't remember dude's name. The one I was on, I think, was Dave Dillinger. Is high. Uh, yeah, that. That was the show. Oh, that's right, because that's the one where... Tremarco fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Wait, what? You don't know about that? No. Yeah, so... Fucked him up physically? No. Oh, good. No. Uh... Everyone in the Cincinnati comedy scene knows about Tremarco's cookies. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. And most people know about them because they they get one, they eat a whole one, and then the next time they see Tremarco, they have a, a spiritual conversation with him because it's usually that level of an experience. The first time you get a hold of a fucking Tremarco they cookie, they get high and make fun of him, <laughs> which is what I did when we recorded the podcast. <laughs> And then I drove home thinking I was going to die the entire so That way. was the spiritual part. Yeah. See, yours yeah. came later. But yeah, uh, Dave got to the show and, and Tremarco, being one of Dave's friends, hooked him up with a cookie and, and Dave just was like, all right, tight. And oh, yeah. And that's then 45 minutes later, he had to close the show. He tried to get down three times and Austin kept going like, no, man, you got to do Which you is weird because going. he tried to get on stage early when I just <laughs> said his name during my set. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's Oh, my God. That was one of the more fun shows that I've ever been a part yeah, of. That was yeah. just shit storm chaos. And the people at the health smoothie shop were there for it. They, yeah, they were loving it. They were on board. So Urban Artifact happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So after all that, that, okay, I'm oh. going to take, I'm going to say I should have looked at the poster earlier and avoided a lot of that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it could me. have been avoided, but I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to say it was your fault. Uh, you can say it. It's I'm not going fault. to. Okay. There you go. You said it for me. <laughs> uh, so we had like what? At the beginning, there. Yeah, I would say that it was fine. And then, which is a pretty big I'll, room. For I'll usually have my co-host at the door. Yeah, keep it. Sean Weiler was um, not there. Right, he was doing some wrestling stuff. I told, I, I believe, I told the audience he was in Ukraine. That is what you said. It's yeah. it's fun that he was doing wrestling stuff because, like, usually when somebody's not at a thing that like they normally run. They're usually wrestling with stuff, not yeah. doing wrestling <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like inner demons, <laughs> not like men in leotards. Yeah, it's just a different, it's just a slight different word order. Oh, God. Yeah, so you didn't have any backup at the door. And about halfway through, was it halfway through your set? Ha halfway through the greatest set anyone's ever seen on Earth. Um, eh. You can laugh. <laughs> That was that was space for you to just giggle away. I was also giving everyone space to giggle. <laughs> I don't want to giggle over top of everyone. You know, uh, feel free if you want to so pause like, and giggle more. Go right. What was it? Seven to ten people came in. No, it was like seven. Why? Would, yeah, why the, is it always seven to ten with me? Um, because you actually subconsciously have a thing for oil, which is what seven ten upside down is. 7-Eleven also has a thing for oil. And Slurpees. And Slurpees. So the room doubles. <laughs> yeah. And they're still not laughing at like prepared material. The only thing that's hitting are riffs. And yeah. And it, I don't know if everyone was experiencing this because I couldn't tell from the back of the room, but it felt like 
there was a weird dead spot in the middle of like the bulk of the crowd. Cause like you think like 10 people, you got two people up front. It's that- a big room. And me pointing out that they sat as far away from each other as possible was. I'm surprised they didn't get up and move farther. Four <laughs> laughs I had during my set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun when an audience won't sit within smelling distance of each other. Yeah. Either. But Just like, nah, those, four corners. those people kind of filled in. And yeah, I was, I was just, I riffed about people being there from the wedding that was upstairs, which was another weird moment. We had to do a sound check to check if you could hear the comedy in the cathedral where a wedding was happening. What did you do for the sound check? Cause I missed it. I remember you coming to me saying you just missed the sound check. Oh, I just, um, I repped their beer. I asked the two people that had showed up at seven 30 because that's what's on the po- stuff like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you and didn't like announce the headliner. I I told everyone if they didn't laugh, they would be summarily shot. And I feel like that's some, no, I didn't do that. Maybe you should have. Yeah. Whatever we did do didn't work. But <laughs> the, the vibe of the people in the audience was as if someone had told them that. Yeah. It was weirdly tight, weirdly tight. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was how I opened the show or if it was how I was bringing people up, because when I'm hosting it, I feel like the whole show is my fault. I mean, and yeah, that's a good that's a good mentality to have, just in case it is your fault, you can fix it. But also yeah. temper that with maybe it wasn't. Because <laughs> uh, as a host, the show is like sixty percent other people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just it was such a weird vibe. There were two people right up front. And they were laughing a lot. They loved it. They were they were on board, right? Yeah. And they had ten people or so behind them that were just like, ah, maybe, but I'm not gonna laugh at anything that has anything to do with anything else. Oh, so you, I'm not gonna let you get any traction on anything. It's just one random laugh here, one ran. It was the most like there was it was. Okay. And then there was that one cup who came to the show and this is confirmed because Phil talked to them. They came yeah, because right. Phil was on the poster and he was black and we got to our third white comedian and they were like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which to be fair, you know, I get it. I get it. They were just yeah. like, I'm not waiting any longer for that guy. <laughs> I've already donated enough of my time. If to you this. were expecting one thing from a comedy show and you find another, maybe you'll be like th- that, the five dollar ticket cost is a sunk cost i'm going to go make the best of my evening respectfully for sure they didn't ask for their money back they just they just went out they didn't shoot me a dirty look they're just like oh different wavelengths hell yeah dude see that that's perfectly acceptable that's the equivalent of walking out on a movie (laughs) we just didn't we weren't playing what they liked that's all uh but no i i you hear people talk about like after they bomb, they, they were they were due, you know, they were due for a bomb, and that's exactly how Urban Artifact felt for me. I don't. You got you got laughs, but you got laughs at the amount that the rest of the show was getting laughs, which the numbers weren't great. And Osha, yeah, Osha yeah. and Garrett did pretty good, and Phil did it, but he worked for it. <laughs> Damn straight, man. I no I the one thing that I I take away from the Urban Artifact show was the fact that I was definitely happened to my brain but there were no jokes there. Yeah, but 
the riffs were were pretty good. Were they? <laughs> well, there was the. I don't remember finishing a thought. <laughs> okay, it was it wasn't great. Let's say yeah. it wasn't great. <laughs> but but it was delivered professionally, and there were there were thoughts behind that. You could have said, "I don't know what I'm doing." Less. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's perfectly fair. Yeah, I, I do wonder about that because I started out with some kind of thing where I, I joked around about like, like re- remember in the sound check where I said my comedy is like not like that. Well, it is. I tricked you guys, and the doors are shut. And I wonder if we just came across as unprofessional too soon yeah, before yeah. we delivered the goods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't prove to them we were funny. Before we started being weird jackasses, (laughs) got to do things in order. Yeah. But no, I I don't like, you know, when you're not have many opportunities, most of the time it's like, okay, none of, uh, or you just do shitty shit for five minutes and then leave. (laughs) There's not like, or at least in my experience, I haven't had too many times where, you know, it either, it either starts out great and goes fine or it starts out bad and it's bad the whole time. And it's not an it's not a situation where I'm being like I'm not held to a responsibility to fill that time. You know what I mean? Like it's not a booked show. It's just a it's just a longer set and an open mind. Yeah. I don't dig myself out of holes often, right? I haven't had to. And showcases especially where they pay for a ticket or or a different kind of animal. They got like Precisely. expectations. Yeah. They're not people in a bar where they're like oh, well, this actually isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Or, right. This is a free show. It's kind of cool. We ended up here. They're like, when uh, it's free, we it's came quirky. for this. And right. Yeah. When you pay for it. expectations. And I don't want to waste people's money. Uh, and then there's the, I mean, what is the right move? If you're, if you're just not entertaining people and it is a paid ticket, what's the right move? Do you get out of the way of the show or do you do your time commitment? Um, I guess it depends doing, if you've switched all your gears and you've, you've tried like riffing and changing your, like doing other types of jokes. If you started off dirty and you brought it back to like clean or. Yeah. If you pull out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing badly enough, it would probably be good to get off stage. But that's like, that's like a, if they hate you (laughs) and it's. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you're being booed. If the show is going like that anyway, it's like, what's it going to hurt for you to be up there three more minutes Yeah, and possibly get them with your closer and then they move on and maybe it's better for the next person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know. I mean, I thought the show got better as it went on for sure. Yeah. Uh, I won't take that personally. (laughs) <laughs> I went immediately after you, man. Like it's not saying much about You're either of us. Spitting from that silver <laughs> pedestal. <laughs> but no, I remember driving home and just like I remember Leah because she was at that show. Yeah, and and she was just like, "Are, are you okay?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah." I, I feel like I, I dug myself out of a hole. And she's like, "Yeah, you did." But like that, for, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it just feels really good to be to be literally just completely lost, completely lost up there. I don't know what is worse. If I would have been doing my jokes and not getting any sort of a response or the fact that my brain broke for five minutes, 
and I couldn't even find an idea to grasp onto that had any traction or legs. Well, if one hadn't have happened, the other might have. That's, yeah, that's very true. That's but, very true. Yeah, I... Because doing your jokes to no, well, to the response of two people who are not on the same wing wavelength as the rest of the audience, yeah, so weird, doesn't feel great. <laughs> no, no. But like, I there's a panicky element to because if you remember, man, like I sat down, and usually that's a tactic that I'll use to separate energy from bits. Yeah. So that I can stand up in the middle of something to accentuate a particular line, but. That was not what I was doing. <laughs> I, I had to sit the fuck down. I was shaking. Oh. Like, it's not like me to lose my legs, but, like, I was in full panic mode because I couldn't... My brain fucking broke, dude. I have no idea what happened. Well, I thought you had just... You were having trouble remembering your set and you were talking about stuff. It didn't give off the air of, like, a full breakdown. I don't consistently... Performance where I didn't make one and I just... Because, like, I, I started with the same opener that I've been starting with for the past whatever. And for whatever reason, some small part of it got out of sync. And yeah. it, I just, just like, wait, where does this joke go? Okay, well, but what's the next joke? Okay, well, just keep talking. You'll think of something. And then I didn't. And that's never happened to me before. That's scary. I... I think I run into that most often when I'll like have my jokes and then I'll get to like the closer territory and I'll be like, okay, I had two or three jokes in store, but I have more time to fill and I'm just trying to pull jokes out of nowhere. Yeah. And like looking at a set book, if there's one up there and be like, ah, 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 and right, right. I've done my best for that not to happen for a <laughs> while. <laughs> so in general, I have those before the closer jokes if the set goes faster than i thought yeah, I yeah. Can pull out but that is the worst feeling to be up on stage and like okay do i mention the room again or because <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing else to say it's a comedy room there's chairs and people are ordering beers right i just i didn't like that's i i've lost my train of thought in the middle of things before i'm used to that yeah I'm not used to losing it at the very beginning. <laughs> like just immediately my brain just was in my back pocket, not where it was supposed to be, not in my skull, in my back pocket, just having a nap. But then what, like feeling my legs come back and, and digging myself out of that hole for whatever traction could be had in that weirdly tight room. Uh, well, there's not, a, there's not, not a, weirdly tight there. There is like, the room was a third filled up maybe. And then the, no, I'm still going to blame him. <laughs> still going to blame him. Did they all Venmo you when they left? Oh, that was the weird part. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But there was a very uncomfortable part of the show where I had to go up afterwards and be like, Hey, so glad you could all make it out. Glad to see you supporting local comedy guys. <laughs> it was a ticketed show. And you don't have to pay it because you didn't know, but if you would like to make a donation to the comedians, oh my God. So we would all really appreciate Did they all Venmo uh, you? Yeah, they did. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. So apparently they enjoyed the show that much <laughs> or were guilted. Yeah, I, I remember. 
that was the other part of the conversation on the ride home. I straight up told Leah, I was like, yeah, I'm real glad I don't run shows because I would not have had that conversation. Luke did the hard thing and he went and he, he approached people with an uncomfortable idea for the sake of the show. And I would have unplugged the microphones and gone home. <laughs> <laughs> I was half thinking about that the right. entire show. I'm like, do I like, cause I couldn't go up in the middle of the show. I couldn't have gone up and be like, Hey, I need $5 now when exactly. there's four other people in the audience. And it's like, <laughs> this show is limping along and I'm going to kick the crutch out from under it. <laughs> hey, it seems like you guys are having a mad time, but real quick, <laughs> real quick. My Venmo you, you need to pay me for that mad time you're having. <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, kudos to them for, for paying, yeah, yeah. whether it was out of guilt or think, whatever. I think we go, go to enough shows because I've seen audience members sincerely, I think, come up afterwards and be like, that was great. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could have told me with your fucking face. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's a weird thing that happens, but it's common in rooms that aren't all the way filled. Like, the laughter has to bounce around a little bit. And if yeah. there's not enough heads in there to make that happen, then like, it's just, it, I don't know. There's a certain yeah. God bless Phil for, yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. What did he do? 25? He, 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 20. He did well, 20? It, actually he might've gone, man, I'm so bad at lighting people. <laughs> I still to this I still think it was your vape. <laughs> just lighting up from the back of the room. You just hear the sizzle among the silence of everyone. There it is. My vape doesn't sizzle. Okay, that much. hold on. Let me get a sizzle going. Yeah. Imagine that and no laughter. It'll probably not even come through the compressor for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, silence with no laughter. That was a lot of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I need to do, I, I, I guess just riff better and more and weave the written jokes into it more naturally. Cause like once the jokes d didn't hit, I, I remember at least one joke where I fucked it up and when I do that, I'll halfway fix the second part of the joke. So they're like, yeah, that's still a joke. That was pretty <laughs> funny. And I'm like, you guys have no idea the way I wrote it, though. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you laugh at that piss poor version <laughs> of the gold I've spun. The weak <laughs> <laughs> imitation that I just trotted out on stage for you. Oh, God, man. I've I've really loved like being back at shows and shit, dude. Oh yeah. Mainly because taking a nice long break, everything I've heard out of everybody is fucking new. Because I was That's gone for good. forever. Yeah. And it's not like I'm a hard laugh. Like I, I'm a I'm an easy fucking laugh. They've still. heard the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. With, uh, with a different guest, I would feel a lot worse about the things I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, dude, it's just nice to fucking enjoy the, the weird, I don't, I don't want to call it like a spiritual thing. Cause that's, that sounds stupid, but the, the, uh, sorry, Rand, but it's the magic, <laughs> it's the magic <laughs> in the room of live comedy. That's what it is. Uh, 
uh, it, I, it, there's nothing like it, man. And yeah, gay, but true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't knock me for missing something that I'm horrifically addicted to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to two things that I'll admit to, and that's comfort and comedy. I chopped down a tree to mow my lawn easier. It was that older than like my parents. <laughs> oh no! Well, I paid someone to chop okay, down a tree. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, more yeah. addicted to comfort for did, sure. Did did you to get off of comedy a little bit? Do you walk in here and see all the landscaping I did yesterday? No, I walked in here today. <laughs> Fucking damn it! <laughs> okay, the the lawn was horrifically overgrown, and uh, uh, um, my parents are my landlords, so they came over to. Uh, straighten up and they we left a bunch of junk piled in the basement from renovating the house to and find junk like uh, just scrap wood oh, okay right, right buckets right. of plaster just stuff like that yeah and very grateful that they would help me do the lawn work that uh, should have already been done <laughs> but it was my one day free from not doing shows or work. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy Titanfall. Nice day to, oh, wait, my phone's buzzing. Let's not crack open that beer quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you? Oh, till um, about, let's see, half an hour before my girlfriend got home. <laughs> Well, you know, that's, that's just, that's what's, that's what's being a big boy is, man. You, you try and relax I once. I fucking hate being a big boy. Yeah. It sucks. Oh. I'm not a fan. Um, I have to go, I have to go home and mow now, which I mean, it's easier now that a big fucking tree's out of the way. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea how expensive it is to pay someone for your laziness to cut down a tree? No. Oh my God. I've never, I would deal with the tree. <laughs> Well, that's the problem. I thought it was alive. I've harbored a lot of guilt about that tree for a long time. Yeah. Because I thought it was a living thing older than my parents. And I we just cut it down for a slight... I, I shaved 13 minutes mm. off my mow time. Nah, it didn't seem like it. But no, I found out... I was talking about this with Leah. Apparently, that tree was dead and it was going to ruin our house. Oh, good, good job, guys. Yeah. So we're not bad people at all. <laughs> we're just protecting our investments. Also, already dead tree. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel much better. The stump used to haunt me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that thing. And now it's just like, no, nah, you're cool, man. I'm going to turn you into a planter. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like how much how much work did you have to do on this place before you moved in here? Uh, so much. And while I was living here, I lived in a half renovated house because I didn't want to live with my parents. <laughs> so you just got like one room barely doable. <laughs> yeah, just I know you spent room. at least like several several weeks just sanding the fucking floors. But what yeah, else? Like what other projects? Um, that there was a doorway where those cabinets are. And we knocked out that archway and built the arch and covered over the door. You mean this, like, this arch that Yeah, the kitchen the used kitchen? to be in that other room, and they're... Oh, my okay, God. Okay, for those of you listening to us, <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a living room, then there was a common room, I guess. A, a parlor. Maybe. And then there was a bedroom followed by another bedroom, and you had to walk through the first bedroom to get to the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, that makes zero sense. So you had to move yeah. like a bunch of appliances from one room, all the hookups up oh, here. Oh, throughout the appliances. Yeah, yeah, of course. You had to Ikea. 
had to IKEA. <laughs> we had to IKEA. <laughs> I am I'm so easy, but I'm not a smart man. No, but that like it's funny that you phrased it that way. We had to IKEA because eventually you're going to be talking to people that are like, you know, our age now. That just 3D print furniture? Yeah. The, and you're going to be like, back in our day, we had to Ikea. We don't have the synthesizer <laughs> that you have now. Two and a half hours to get a chair? Yeah, it took two and a half hours to put the fucking legs on, and then he did it backwards, and you had to send it back because he didn't have all the right screws. Grandpa, yeah. I wish you would have died before we, <laughs> before we solved the old age problem. Oh, my God. That's so fucking good. All right, bro. When's, when is your next available time for people to see you suck at comedy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I will say, urban artifact aside, um, I, every fourth I, the Friday shows have of been the going month, well. Uh, and it could be better if you came. Fridays, every fourth Friday of the month is some elastism. And hold on, let me find this this fucking thing. Do you do you have things? You have things to say. Oh no! Why do you think I asked you first? This is exactly like when we go to a restaurant and I don't know what I want, so I'm like, no, just everybody else order, and then I just get the same thing that this, someone else has. This fucking group message that I'm just gonna ask you to add me to all your shows. There's this group message that people have not been. They haven't stopped messaging it, which I hate group messages. I feel uncomfortable posting in them, and also my phone just pops off with people who are having the time of their lives yeah how dare they just be joyful to everyone else's faces yeah that's exactly how i feel and um burrito fest is at Boom. the comet on may 13th <laughs> and may 14th the comedy though i think will be that saturday hell yeah so come out for some a little bit of you want to throw out some names john that's in that Holmes, group me a little bit of ron Irvin, but also we'll see uh, john hayes the tangies Rat-a-cat, prayer line, K-E-E, Savage, Grey Dot, Heist, Ball of Light, Brooks. And it's like on, a whole goddamn festival. Yeah, there's, yeah it's, it's a festival. I didn't mean to use your middle name. <laughs> Annabelle Kitsud, Bellowing Pines, Harry Slime, Sunday Drives, Maria Keck, Moon Cruiser, Nick Fed, Sarah Gorak, Sklimer. Star Silk and Willie and the Sigs, they're all going to be there. Hell there's special yeah. burritos, there's special salsa. Just check in. Did you check say in. salsa or sausage? Salsas. Oh, salsas, not yeah, a sausage. variety of salsas, dude. To feast upon. Burrito Fest sounds dope. Yeah, yeah what day you is it? Come when, out. when is May it? May 13th and May 14th, but I'll be there May 14th. And who knows? I might just peek in on the music May 13th. I love music. Is that why you peek in on it? <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't want don't want to go all the way in. Well, if get May thirteenth and fourteenth, it's going to be standing room only. <laughs> yeah, I will only get to peek. <laughs> so get your tickets fast, or just show up and peek in with Luke. Yeah, just stand out, stand with your face plastered against that window that they have in the front behind the performers, like the you're looking in a candy like snozberries six. <laughs> Yeah, come lick the window with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I have nothing coming up. I uh, the the momentum from progressing in the contest has died because so many other people have progressed in the contest. <laughs> well, the curse the, of being first. The four or five shows I managed to string together. <laughs> I think that's no. I have one in June. Hell yeah, June before my contest date. Well. <laughs> Well, uh, do we have words of wisdom? Because we oh, got away fuck. a little bit from that. that. Yeah. And um, I, I missed it. I, I feel, Okay. My words of wisdom would be if you have something that you're passionate about, surround yourself with people that are going to fuel that fire, not extinguish it. That's that's very good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really uh, dumb version of like iron sharpens iron. But the people that you yeah. surround yourself with uh, are going to shape the direction that your life goes. So, I mean, you only have so many hours in a day. Yeah. Uh, learn to manage your time. Learn exactly what you're spending your time on. Be more thoughtful about that. And that definitely does mean stop staying on the couch for four hours watching YouTube videos of someone else 3D printing a tank. Oh, we, you were doing He's talking you. about me. Yeah, okay. it was me. <laughs> We've had similar Sundays, I guess. <laughs> uh, that was very profound and very thoughtful. Um, yeah, what you got? Sleep with your boots on and your dick up. Yeah, baby! Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>